Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody was here. It's good to see you today. It's good to see you today. And we do have guests who want to welcome you to move. Thank you for worshiping with us. Pastor Keisha and her flock. God bless you. Thank you so much. Maria, I do have a water for you. Amen. You can take your seats. You can take your seats. Amen. Thank you for worshiping. We're not going to prolong the time. Father God, you're great, you're mighty, you're good. We express our gratitude to you. Father, we ask that something would be said that would save some soul. Something would be spoken, God, that would translate the language of our hearts. Father, we want to be pleasing in your sight. So that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, it'll be acceptable yes, in that sight. Oh so Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Thank you, Jesus. In your son's name we do pray. Can we say it together, amen? Amen. Amen, amen. So this Sunday starts the first Sunday of a new series that we're jumping into for the summertime called Relationship Goals. Mm. Look at somebody and say, we're learning about relationships. We're learning about relationships. Today's first topic, we're talking about sex. Oh, Jesus. All right, <laughs> um, Don't be nervous. I, I can promise you this won't be R-rated, but it, it'll be very PG. It's God. It's God, yeah, amen. But I think that growing up in the church, Marie, there are certain things that we weren't taught talk properly or the right way about. All right. And because of that, we have a this taboo um, experience or this taboo definition in regard to certain topics. Mm-hmm. My hope and my prayer is that this word today isn't just for married couples or for those who are single, but it would transform the way you think about a God thing. Amen? Yeah, man. Okay. So somebody say sex is a God thing. Sex, sex is a God, God thing. thing. And it's a good thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's hop into the word. I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1. If you have any trouble finding Genesis, it is the very first book in the Bible. should not be that hard to find right after the table of contents. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I was always told not to have sex until I was married. Mm. I was always told, you know, the, the punishment of doing so. But I was never really told why. That's right. And as my six-year-old son, I'm just very inquisitive. My grandmother told me it's okay to question God when you don't know. And so, you know, as I got older, I began to ask the, the, the question, why? And I realized if you go to God and you ask him why, he will give you an answer. Yeah. It says that man should not live by bread alone, That's but right. by every word that cometh or perceive it out of the mouth of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says this, and God said, you see that? Mm-hmm. I love the word of God. I'm a teacher, so take notes, get your pens. I'm going to teach you, so I want to I help you today. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. So God made man. He created him in his own image. In the image of God, Created he him. Male and female. Created he them. Watch this. And it says, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth 
upon the face of the earth. The first thing here, God says, let us make man in our image. <coughs> and so we have read that, and we only thought that it pertained to the authority and the dominion of God, as it does. But this is a very loaded scripture. Mm -hmm. He says, let us make man in our image, mm -hmm. which means all of the characteristics and the traits that God has, we shall have. Right. He shall exhibit those same traits and those same characteristics. Help me preach. Look at somebody and say, you were made in God's image. You were made in God's image. Look at somebody else because they didn't believe you. Look at somebody else and say, you were made in God's image. You were made in God's image. say something that may blow your minds. You can tweet it, post it, talk about it later. God is sexual. I back it up by saying this, two things. The word sex never appears in the Bible. There's no biblical mentioning of the act or the word sexual. If you look at the definition of sexual, it simply means two things, intimacy and relationship. God is a God of yes, intimacy and relationship. He is. And so much, the Bible says, you don't have to go there. I'm going to read it to you. It says in the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verse 4, that God is a jealous God. Yeah. And you shall have no other gods before him. Yes. God's serious about his relationship yes, he with is. you. Look at somebody and say, God's serious about his relationship. You know, and he and he made us that way too. I'm the same way. You know, we go out to eat. I have a pretty wife. Yes, Jesus. She got the hair done today. She got kebab. It's just hopping. And we go out with me sometimes, and I can see guys looking at her. You know, sometimes I flex a little bit because I'm a jealous husband. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. Jealousy is oftentimes fueled by passion. Amen. Think about it. In times of heat, times of anger, times when you found yourself jealous, it was fueled by this extreme passion or the zeal yes. that you had for somebody. Yes. God is the same way with you. He doesn't want you putting anybody else in the place he has reserved for himself. That's right, man. Because he's a jealous God and he's serious about the relationship that we have for him. In so much, God will move mountains to get to us. God's so serious about his relationship, Pastor Keisha, that the Bible says Jesus told his disciples, I will leave the 99 and go after the one. Because I'm serious about the relationship I have with my people. That's how much he loves us. God is relational. Yes, he is. But God is also a God of intimacy. The Bible says that when Jesus was talking to this woman at the well in John chapter 4, it says the time is coming nigh that God is seeking one to worship him in spirit and in truth. God is seeking somebody to be intimate with him. Yes. That's right. That's right. Tell somebody this. How much time have you spent with the Father? How much time have you spent with the Father? Or have you treated him like a one-night stand? Oh, you come to church on Sundays and that's one hidden. You good for the for the whole week. God says, I don't want just a moment with you. I want you to encounter me over and over and over again. He wants relationship. There was a gap in heaven regarding intimacy and relationship. The Bible says that Satan, who was the God, who was the angel of worship, Marie, his primary responsibility was to lead people in worship to God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. 
In fact, the Bible talks about 24 elders surrounding the throne. Mm -hmm. Satan, Lucifer, was in charge of all of that. Charlie, the Bible says that he got a little ahead of himself. He, along with a third of the angels in heaven, departed because he wanted the same glory God was receiving. Yeah. After Satan was cast out of heaven and cast down to the earth, told you I was going to teach today. We know he was cast to the earth because Jesus told his disciples, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yes, that's what he said. It's in the earth. There was a gap in heaven. Nobody was exhibiting proper relationship and intimacy with God. So he says, let us make man in our image. Yes. Come on. There is something missing. Yes. I, God is saying, need relationship and I need intimacy, but it's not. I'm not getting it. So let me make man. I want you to understand this if you're taking notes. Purpose and destiny is good. That stuff comes later. You were not created only to preach. Come on now. Can I break it down? Break you it. were not created only to raise your babies. That's right. That's right. You were created to live in constant relationship Ooh, and intimacy yes. with yes. God. Yes. yes. And when you break down intimacy and relationship, the word it will lead you to is worship. worship. My, my, my. Come on, Where now. is your worship? Teach us. Tell somebody, where is your worship? Look at somebody else and say, where is your worship? God is seeking somebody to worship him. He said, there's a gap. I need somebody to worship me. God depends. He wants. He seeks your relationship and your intimacy. But Tierra, the beautiful thing is two Tierras in here. So. <laughs> Tierra A and Tierra 1. Um, the, the, the amazing thing is that he didn't stop there. So he said, let us make man in our image. I'm, not, I'm making man because I need somebody to worship me. I want somebody to worship me. I want somebody to be relational and, and intentionally intimate with me. But not just that. He said, let us make men in our image. Mm. Which means God says, the same needs that I have, I've I made in man. Watch this. Watch this. Because God leans on relationship and intimacy with people. That's the same way you remain. Wow. You, no man is an idol. That's right. You need somebody. Need. Tell your neighbor, say, I need you. I need you. You need me. We need you to survive. Come on, have a high walk. <laughs> we need one another. Yes. But it breaks down even into another level. As God created Adam, man, I love the word of God. Pastor Keisha. Make it plain. As God made Adam out of the ground, breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Bible says Adam in the Garden of Eden naming animals. Yes. Growing herbs out yeah. of the ground. Tilling the field. Yes. Ooh. And then God says, wait a minute, wait a minute. How selfish have I been? Mm. It is not good for man to be alone. The very thing that I created man for, I left him with the same gap and the same need. Mm. He's got all these animals, but he has nobody to be in relationship with. Wow. If I could stick a pin right there real quick. Some of us have made relationship with the animals. <laughs> you get that later. Some of us have made relationship with the wrong people. That's right. Everybody in your garden is supposed to be in relationship with you. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Where are my single people at? Those who are dating. 
Just because you go to the same church, the same school, got the same job, does not mean you're supposed to be in relationship with them. You need somebody on your level. God said Adam has nobody to relate to. He says, it's not good that man be alone. I will make Eve from Israel. Eve will feel that need that he has. Eve is going to be somebody he can be in relationship with. Look at somebody and say, who has God called you to relationship with? Who has God called you to relationship with? Now I want you to ask yourself this question. Who has God called me to be in relationship with? Who has God called me to be in relationship with? Whether you're single, whether you're married. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Whether you're single, whether you're married. The idea of sex is deeper than physical touch. This is so good. The idea of sexual activity really leans to Connection. Wow. When you look at the Hebrew word for sex, S-E-X, the Hebrew word, the definition, it talks about touch, yeah. connection, worship, which is the reason, Marie, that sexual actions are only reserved or should only be reserved for married couples. Because when you are sexual with somebody, on, you become man. one with them. That's it. That's it. Have you ever wondered why? Jeez. I've got, I got friends. Who are single? Jeez. Who about that life? Oh, that Read. Sometimes it can be one person. My, my, my. Next week there's somebody totally different. Mm -hmm. You say you know we we make clinical terms for it, mm -hmm. and I don't want to be the extra spiritual pastor, but the truth is you got about twelve people running on the inside of you because yeah. yeah. you keep touching everybody. That's right. <laughs> Sex was reserved between husband and wife because if you're going to become one with anybody, mm -hmm. it should be the one that you are called to be connected with. That's it. Look at somebody and say, be careful who you touch. Be careful who you touch. It's deeper yes, it than pleasure. It's deeper than a ooh. It's deeper than a ah. It's deeper than that. It's when you touch somebody, when you're sexual with somebody, you are connecting with them and you are becoming one. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. Y'all know the word. Yes, yes. Ask yourself this question, who have I become one with? Ooh. Watch this, you married to somebody, you didn't even walk down the aisle yet. My, 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 You're committed to somebody that you have not even walked down the aisle yet. It's a whole word. You are, you have become one with somebody who you barely even know. Ooh. Ooh. Oh! Yes, sir. Look at somebody and say, who have I become one with? Who have I become one with? Marriage is reserved between husband and wife supposed to be. So that first, that former part of the word, the first part, part A was for the singles and those who are dating. Mm. The second part's for the for the couples, for the married couples. And I, can I dig a little deeper? Single folk, you can listen. I want you to listen. Right. Take notes. Tell your neighbor and say he's about to go deeper. He's about to go deeper. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> I just realized what I said. Um, Teach us, pastor. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, you can go there. In fact, I want you to go there. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. I told you we're going to teach today. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. If this is good teaching, say amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Oh, I love the word of God. When you have it, say amen. Amen. I'm going to begin at the, the first verse. 
Um, now, now this is Paul. Oftentimes, and those who hear it move have heard me say this before, whenever you read one of the letters of Paul, oftentimes he is responding to an issue or concern the church had. Uh, this particular church is the church of Corinth. And the same questions we have about sexuality, about sex, um, they have as well. Because it seems almost that God was ambiguous when it came to defining that. And they had questions. So they were asking the Apostle Paul this question. Now he says, now concerning the things of you wrote unto me. Woo, this is going to be good. Right. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. It's good for a man not to be with a woman, not to be sexual with a woman. It is good for a man not to be with a woman. Nevertheless, mm -hmm. to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife mm -hmm. and let every woman have her own husband. Mm -hmm. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence and likewise also the wife unto the husband. That's right. Watch this. But before I go there, before I go to verse 4, I guess this is for the single people too. <coughs> Paul says it's good for a man or a woman for that matter not to marry. That's right. Paul was speaking from the point of somebody who had been castrated. Which means Paul was living a life dedicated to God. Paul was not married. He did not marry because later in, in certain verses, different scriptures, Paul says things as though, I'm paraphrasing, it's easier for somebody who is not married to do the things of the Lord, mm -hmm. to care for the things of God. Mm -hmm. Because once you get married, now you have responsibilities. That's right. Right? Now That's you've right. got a whole list of responsibilities that go outside of the kingdom of God. You've got to take care of your mate, their emotional well-being, their mental well-being, their spiritual well-being, yours, and do the work of the Lord. It can be hard. It's not impossible, but it can be hard. Amen. He says sometimes, it's why here, he says it's 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 good if you decide not to touch a woman, mm -hmm. if you decide not to marry. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, to avoid you slipping and falling, mm -hmm. to avoid you making a mistake, you might regret. <laughs> can we go deeper? Okay. Look at somebody and say, "Can we go deeper?" Now, just because, oh, I'm so glad. See, I wasn't taught this this part. I was just told it's not good to marry. Mm -hmm. it, you know, and, and if you do, um, so you won't fornicate, go ahead and get married. Mm -hmm. Go run and do it. How many times have you said, well, let me go ahead and get married because Lord knows I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. And you end up with some bunga mm -hmm. and you say, Lord, I was better off single well, than with this joker. Oh, oh this joker, jokeress. I don't know what the <laughs> female term is. For those who are, are dating, who are single, let me tell you this. It is better to marry than to burn. But I, I, I would caution that by saying this. If you decide to marry and jump into a relationship with somebody, know who you're getting into that That's relationship right. with. Come on. Come on. That's, right. That's practical. Period. We can say, have the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have the Holy Ghost, he will give you discernment. He will let you know who's to marry. But then in, in even more practical, logistical terms, um, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved. That's, That's what right. in the word of God. That's study right. who you're dating. Mm -hmm. That's, That's right. Right, for um, single people, study who you're interested in. Yeah. This one right here, I study. Amen. I didn't have to know that credit score. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I had to know it wasn't a decision I just jumped into. I wanted to be with somebody, and I was conscious enough in my mind to be able to process my mind this way. Right. I want to be with somebody who is better than me or stronger than me in certain areas of my life. That's right. Example, I'm not good with budgeting money. 
I will spend it all and give it all away. She's good with that. Where I'm weak, she's able to supplement and be my strength. Before, and we always say, Christians, pastors, we always say, it's better to marry than to burn. True. But before you marry, know who you're getting into a relationship with. Because it's also not good to regret who you've married. Somebody say amen. Amen. Back to what Paul was saying. That was me. Verse number four. The wife hath not power of her own body, 